good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for the weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Today, we welcome one of my favorites, Cody Wright, to the Influential You podcast. Cody is a best-selling author, speaker, trainer, and lecturer at Texas A&M University. She's also the founder of a company called Inspire Academy Texas. Now, she has taught over 3,000 students in her role, and through her work, she found that many of her clients don't have a clue what they'd like to do post high school or after college graduation. She co-authored a book, and I didn't hit the save button, so she's going to have to remind me what that book is called, but it's on career development, and I've read this book and shared it with others, which is why I couldn't find it and show it to you today. But you can find out more about Cody by visiting her website, inspireacademytexas.com. Once again, her website is inspireacademytexas.com. Cody joins us from College Station, Texas. So if you would, hit that like button, send us a comment, or smash the follow button so we know you're listening. And welcome, Cody Wright, to the Influential You podcast. Now, Cody, before we begin, before we set up all of our friendship and everybody sees how much we love each other, <laughs> why don't you start by telling me how you even found out about us? Because you came to us not through the normal Josh D'Amigo selling somebody, you right. came through my co-founder, Kirkland Tibbles. So I'd love to know how you even heard about Influential You. Yeah, it's a great question. Thanks for asking. So it was totally unexpected of the way that I came, came to Influential You. So I had a, a great mentor and dear friend of mine named Graham Weston be like, hey, you need to meet this guy named Kirkland Tipples. And I thought, that's an interesting name. I've never heard of a name like Kirkland before. <laughs> and he started to tell me about what Kirkland was doing and how much of an impact that IU was having on a ton of people. So Kirkland and I had a, had a lovely chat and a great conversation. And he said, you know, I think that you would probably benefit from being involved in IU. And I was like, okay, great. Sounds good. I still didn't know what I was getting myself into really, you know, classic performer, like sells all of the, the really wonderful high parts. And so we, but it was a great conversation and, and through the way of meeting Kirkland and talking about this wonderful program, we were able, I was able to meet you. And so it was just a really kind of like backwards way, I think of, of finding IU, but I would, I like to tell people that IU found me or like we mm. found each other at the perfect time because mm. I was going through such a transitional period in my life. And so it was, uh, it was truly, I think the right moment at the right time. Kind it's of thing. So good. It's so good. And I can't wait to get into this because we work so much together. I mean, we got mm -hmm. really close. In fact, we both went through some hard stuff around the same time and you, yeah mailed me the most beautiful oil painted photo of my dog buddy after he passed away it is in my room like and i see it all the time so i think about you quite often but it's it's funny because i from my point of view i saw it the other way right like i work with kirkland tibbles and i heard about this guy with this funny name graham weston who kirkland studied with forever ago 
Mm -hmm. um, and went on to do big, big things. And his, uh, I actually heard about Graham during COVID and what he was doing in San Antonio yes. uh, with the local community for COVID vaccines and things mm -hmm. like that. So it's, it's really inspiring that these two people that you and I both revere yeah. got together, said, Cody needs to do this. And then you and I get introduced in some way, shape or form. But mm -hmm. before we get to the fun part of the story where I jump into your life, tell me about what was life like? You said you were going through some transitions. You're an expert in, in sales. So I, I'd love to hear a little bit about why that might be really you know, beneficial for you, why you thought that might be beneficial for you. And secondly, tell me about like your world. What was life really going on for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So whoo, let's, let's go back to, I guess it would have been like November, December, 2021. I had just recently purchased a house. So I went through the whole brand new, new home buying uh, process, which was as many of you homeowners know, very daunting. So especially during that market at that time. So I was at a point in my life where I knew, look, I want to take everything to the next level professionally in my business. I really want to take a really hard look at my health. What, where, like, where am I? Where's my baseline? And where do I want to move to essentially? Like where, how do I want to improve? Cause I've always been in a in like in the transition of okay how can i move on to the next thing what is the next goal that i need to achieve so i would i just purchased the house and i just got it got started with iu and what i loved so much about the like the onboarding process was it really made you take a very hard look at all of these different areas of your life and truly how satisfied you were in all of these different areas and while I was wanting to make this like total life transformation, um, I didn't realize that it was going to ask me to be so critically honest with myself. And so I think that was, you know, like step one was, you know, I really had to take off, like not take off the mask, but like I really had to sit down and be like, okay, let's have an honest conversation about ourselves of like, what are my satisfactions about the different conditions of life that I'm in? And, um, you know, kind of like put myself in, in that mindset of we're ready to make that kind of change. Yeah, that's so good, right? Because what I tell a lot of people when they're starting with Influential You, it's really good for people who are trying to figure out what's next. And it's really good for people who are really set with where they are and want to improve. So it sounds like you were kind of in a little bit of both because, you know, you had these things you were doing and you were leveling up. And you've done a, a fair amount of training yourself. Um, just list a few of the things that you have in your expertise when it comes to what you teach and how you lecture at Texas A&M when it comes to sales. Certainly. So my focus is business to business sales. I teach four different courses at Texas A&M. And I'm also a coach as well. So I coach in Gallup Finder assessment, which gives you your top five strengths as well as the extended disc assessment. But focusing primarily on the what I teach at AM, I my topics include customer relationship management, advanced sales and sales management, sales analytics, body observation, emotional intelligence, how to read people's facial expressions. And so those are some of the things that I like to focus on. Um, negotiations is also something that I talk about as well. So, and I, like I added it up not too long ago and I have been in the classroom. Like I have actually been teaching in front of some, somebody else for over 10,000 hours. Come on, listen here. 
first, <laughs> first off, let's let's just get real real quick. You teach all of that stuff. What do you need us for? That's silly. <laughs> like if you, I mean, like let's be real. Someone with your expertise that has you know personality profiling kind of there, who has like some of the other things when it comes to processes and peopling. What in the world could have been said to you to say, no, you need this? Everybody, I would say to your question, everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs training. Everybody needs polishing. Because, and what I loved so much about IU is it was a very coachable in the moment type of program because, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but like how it, how you were, had to track your progress in the, like in the moment was so helpful to me. So to your answer, everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs at some point in their life. And it was specifically for that time for me in that moment to take a good hard look at where am I and where do I want to go? So I would say I was both in the, I want to level up, but also I'm looking for a transition type of phase. That's so I had published oh. the book in 2019 with Dr. Litzenberg. And I was like, I kind of had that itch to, to start working on something else. So, That's so good. Yeah. And that, that book, we'll talk about it in a second because it was so valuable for me that I, and I was like, Oh, if I was 20, if someone handed me this book, this would and so I handed it to a 20 year old, which is really good. And Jose, if you're watching this, I need that book back. <laughs> second, you also told me before that you were also kind of skeptical, that there was a bit of skepticism when you started. And, you know, you would never tell me the truth there because you're a performer. So you're going to skirt around that uncomfortable truth. But why were you skeptical about what you were kind of like getting yourself into or, or hearing when you first began? Well, I hadn't done like I hadn't ever known anybody who had gone through IU. And so I was just a little skeptical from the perspective of there was nobody that I knew personally who had gone through this. Now, I I looked over the website and I saw testimonies. You know, I talked to Kirkland. I talked to you. I talked to Marnie. And I think what really made it it like solidified in my mind that this is what was what I wanted to do was after I, you know, talked to Graham Weston about this incredible like program that his that one of his really trusted friends was doing. But yeah, I was skeptical because I, I didn't know really what I was getting myself into. I didn't know the people who I was going to be interacting with on a weekly basis whenever it came to my cohort, nor did I do nor did I know like what type of of strengths that, that they came with, what kind of background that they came with uh, from IU. So I think like whenever I whenever I told you that I was skeptical, I think like under that skepticism surface was just an unawareness of what mm -hmm. IU was. And, and if I'm being like completely self-assessing here, I would say probably I was just nervous about going through something like this that was going to create such a lasting change in my life. Mm. Well, that's that's a great answer. We can end the podcast there. Thank you so much. That was, but it was so fun because I got to know you around session three. Like mm -hmm. I tried to get together before and I, I told Kirkland, he's like, oh, you're going to love her. She's wonderful. <laughs> and typical performer, boy, we were flaking on each other and we couldn't get those meetings going and we were struggling to transact. But when we finally did, it was like we hit the ground running. Yes. And I remember from that moment, I, I don't know if you know this, I told your study group, I had meetings with your study group and asked each of them to individually tell you that Josh is awesome and you should totally meet with him. They did. I, I, to use some social proof on it. So, now, <laughs> did. It's so fun. Now, for you, I would love to hear 
you know, kind of getting into this and you start to warm up to the program, mm -hmm. it sounds like you started to learn really quickly about your personality and it was holding you back by the way that you viewed measurements. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear a little bit of your naivete when it came to tracking and progress. That's a really great question. And I would say one of the most impactful things about going through this program was that tracking the progress. I'm a performer. I'm an optimistic person, right? If, I, But I'm also a realistic person too. Whenever I say that I'm going to do something, I, I'm going to get it done. Um, <clears throat> so, but I wasn't tracking and specifically measuring, okay, what is this tangible goal that I can move forward towards? And what is that, what is something that I can do today that just moves that mark a little bit? And for me, like one of the things that I really focused on that year and starting in, you know, like whenever I did IU and like the beginning of January, uh, 2022 was my health. Mm. And I have to say like, based on the metrics that I measured with IU specifically, whenever it came to my health and my, um, my lifestyle, I lost 22 pounds in in 2022 my my uh little light turned off on me so i'm gonna turn it oh off. you're it fine likes to turn off every now and then well we're just gonna roll with it okay so. it looks good you look great <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i lost weight um and it was like it was something like and i had struggled with losing weight for like my entire life but mm. when i realized that this was something that i could i could really track and measure and and um like put all of these like structure around it was extremely helpful for me that's so good and you also wrote in the notes you said something about being arrogant to think you were capable to remember everything on your to-do list and yes. i'm gonna i'm gonna rant on this for just a second because one <laughs> of my favorite papers in the fundamentals of transaction comes from a thing that john patterson has taught me and it's if you pair a task list with your calendar you'll get things done Yes. And in that paper, I, I asked Kirkland, he said he wrote it. He said, you need to get all of the things that you want to do on one sheet of paper, all the things mm -hmm. you have to do, all the things you're lying to yourself that you're going to do that you're never actually going to do, get all of it in one spot and then start putting it into your calendar. Mm -hmm. Now, you said that was a really big thing for you that made things concrete to deliver on commitments that you made. Mm -hmm. It's been about a year and a half, two years. Is that still something that you're still practicing when it comes to kind of overwhelm or getting things done? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, like there are just so many different things going on in my life, right? Like I've got my business outside of my full-time job. I've got my full-time position at Texas A&M. I've got my writing. I've got my social life. I've got my health to think about, right? So when I feel like I am getting overwhelmed, like stressed out to the max, I think to myself, let's go back to the to-do list. Let's see where we are with that. And let's look at that schedule. But when you do a brain dump of like all of the things that you have to get done and you put it on that sheet of paper, at least for me, my goodness, my brain is just free. It, it takes back that it allows me to take back that mental real estate that is so valuable that I can use for working creatively on a project or for having a very intentional conversation with a friend so that I'm not sitting there and drinking my coffee and in the back of my thinking, did I, my mind thinking, did I switch my laundry over or did I send that email? Cause it's just not fair to show up like that with your colleagues, with your friends and with your family. Mm. And so 
putting those things on my schedule not only helped me get more of those things done, it helped me not break commitments to myself because mm. I was really good, really, really good at the, at the start of IU to deliver on what I would tell someone else that I would do, but I was not necessarily that great on doing what I told myself that I would do. Mm. And what that does is it starts to break down trust in you, uh, like in you. I got to a point at some point in my life where I'm like, do I, do I truly? Uh, and that was one of the questions that I had to ask myself during IU is, do I trust myself? Do I trust that I'm going to deliver on what I, the, what I say that I'm going to do? And that was kind of a hard conversation. You know, sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror and have those conversations of what kind of promises am I breaking to myself? And it, and it historically had been not working out, um, you know, not like getting my, getting my tasks done that I needed to get done. Like at home, I would be much more likely to go and um, help somebody like do something at their house versus, you know, taking care of my to do's. So yeah, that was a game changer. That's so good. And then Marnie power was yeah. like, you should use one note that helps you like prioritize those tasks. And I was like, just let me, kiss the ground that you guys are talking about, <laughs> it was really helpful. I mean, human beings with the right tools can be rather effective. Uh, shout out to Windows and One OneNote. Uh, I'm sure it's Microsoft that makes it, um, yeah. but we don't fully endorse them. But if they want to sponsor the show, we're open to yes. it. You guys uh, can sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody, we're going to come back in a second and talk more about this. But I I also, there's one other thing that we, if, if you're paying attention at home, performers love our freedom. And we get more freedom when we schedule things. And it's it's just a wonderful feeling when that comes around. So Cody, we'll be right back with you in just a second. But first, I'm going to make sure that each and every one of you knows that this podcast is only made possible because of our self-guided program at Influential You called Thrive. Thrive is a self-paced learning tool that gives you the tools you need to level up, similar to what Cody did. Now, this is regardless of where you are in your career. Now, you used to only be able to try this out for seven days, but now we're going to give you a free coupon to use it for 30 days for free. It's a free 30-day trial of the Thrive program, like literally giving you a whole month to test drive our baby. If you'd like to use this, the coupon code is 30 days. It's 30-D-A-Y-S at checkout. And you can go to influentialu.global forward slash thrive to find out more. Or if you're in the U.S. or Canada, you can text the word thrive to 805-262-9008. And we'll send the registration link right to your mobile phone. Again, grab that number that's right there on your screen. Text the word thrive to 805-262-9008. And you can cancel thrive at any time. Go to Influential dot global forward slash thrive and use the keyword 30 days. Now, Cody, it's, it's funny to me because when you're saying all of that, it seems so easy, but people don't do it. In fact, mm -hmm. I think it's a performer thing. It may just be a human thing where more often than not, if I hold a commitment with you, I'm so worried about letting you down that I tend to hold my commitments with other people much stronger than the commitments that I hold with myself. And what I'm hearing you say is basically influential. You gave you a place where you could actually prove that you are who you say you are. A lot of people say, oh, 
When I say I'm going to do something, I actually do it. And when you actually look at the facts or measure the results and consequences of their work, they don't do it. Do you feel that's a, a fairly honest quote about kind of your experience in that realm? Or tell me a little bit more about what that does in your brain. Yeah, I think it, I think what IU did was gave it almost, it gave me the permission to, to be able to fulfill those commitments to myself. If that, that might sound silly, but for someone who's a recovering people pleaser, Mm. um, I would put myself on the back burner and put everyone else up front. And so what IU did was it, it, it gave me the permission to hold myself accountable it show it allowed me to show myself that that I can show up for me and that my what I need to do is 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 more I'm not saying it, it's like um, like what what I need to do and all the things on my schedule are valuable they are relevant they are important and they're not lesser than what everyone else needs me to do that yeah. makes sense that's really good and I'm I'm going to move us to, to kind of talk a little bit more about what you learned in the program, because I'm, I'm understanding the measuring and, and how important that is. You also said that it was really valuable to know where people are in a decision in the transaction cycle. Uh, you also said it, that the program helped you give grace to other people in your life who maybe didn't look at the world the same way that you did. I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of what you learned with the exchanges that we make in the transaction cycles and the different personalities. I'd love for you to just rant a little bit about what you learned there. Oh, yes, absolutely. So what I loved so much about the transaction cycle was that you, you it is very easy after going through, you know, these different programs is that you can look at where someone on your team and know how they perform the best in a phase of a transaction cycle. As a performer, I'm ready for people to say yes. I'm ready for them to sign, seal, and deliver. And just because we had a conversation doesn't mean that they are committing to it. And I, that was like a light bulb that went off for me is that, that, you know, we see progress as different things. Uh, Performers, they see progress as having conversations. And so, and, but that, and that resonated so very much with me. So, and I, what I also really enjoyed was was knowing where someone was in the transactions in, in the in the transaction cycle and being able to ask questions to confirm where they are and not pushing them along like or making them feel like they need to speed up that process, but just taking their temperature of where they are and what their comfort level is. And that I think that just helped me be even more comfortable with you know having those conversations, right? Um, it also, and as someone who is a coach, like w- especially with, um, you know, assessments and personality and behavioral assessments, um, um, like I, I came into this knowing that people are going, like they just show up in the world differently. They, they have a different filter that they look through and a lens that they look through when interacting with other people in the world. Yeah. But sometimes, even though I'm a coach, I can forget that, right? And so what what this did was it really helped me tie a um, it helped me really assign a title to different people in my life and think, oh, it's not that they don't like me. It's that they are still 
processing where they are at in the transaction cycle, or maybe they're just a little bit quieter than I am, or, you know, maybe they just, they don't have anything to say, or they are coming into this conversation with a lot of criticism, but it's grounded in facts. It's not grounded in them trying to hurt my feelings. Yeah. So that yeah. was, that was really powerful for me. And it's a practice, right? Because like, even though you've had all this coaching, you've had all this education, you've even taught it for your 10,000 hours, you've got your Malcolm Gladwell genius hat on, you know, <laughs> uh, at the same time, it's a practice because human beings in the moment to actually use some of the things that we teach and actually improve the satisfaction of different areas of life takes deliberate practice. It's not simple, which is why we teach it over a six month program. So you can learn and develop slowly over time. And I think this is probably where we'll, we'll park a lot of the rest of the conversation because this had a really powerful impact for you, much more powerful so than a lot of other people because you and I started to go through some things afterwards and we had to really hone in on making life at some points not thrive, but just survive in some ways because of how difficult it was. Mm -hmm. um, to the extent, and before we get into this, I just have to say our CEO and co-founder, uh, John Patterson is watching right now and he wrote, congratulations on all your successes. Cheers to a fellow Texas A&M grad. He's class of 87. Whoop. I just, I wasn't <laughs> sure if you knew that about John or not, but anytime I get to mention my CEO on the podcast, my life gets better. Now, uh, Cody, life is much more straightforward now. Mm -hmm. And you've been able to recall some doctrines and things you learned in here, but I'd love for you in your own words and to the extent that you're comfortable Tell me a little bit about life after and how you use some of this to sort of stay on track with measuring kind of what you were doing and how you kind of have used this in a pragmatic way to live a, your life. Great. So one of the things that you just said really resonated with me throughout the entire, like the entire process, which was, this is you in practice, right? life is practice it's not like it, it's executing but like you are struggling through it and i think that the the mistake that a lot of people make is they they feel like they are going to set a goal do really 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 well and meet and reach that goal with very few obstacles and when they reach that obstacle when there is a little bit of resistance and they run into those barriers it's going to feel uncomfortable well, for anybody who has ever been in an athletic sport or anyone who has ever been in any type of organization or group where you have to go and perform, you know that practice has to be, you have to practice in order for you to get better, in order for you to perform effectively. And so for me, whenever I realized that, okay, everyone else is kind of like blindly bumping through it, like to get towards the goal, and they're struggling too. I think it gives it gave a lot. I think a lot of people grace whenever they came to that realization. Um, so, so I, I really love I love how um, the idea or the concept of practicing was something heavily embedded into the curriculum. Mm. How it has helped me after was being is being able to continue to track and measure my performance. So. Um, the health, like the condition of life that I've continued to focus on is my health that I've continued to focus on is my business and being able to add more people to the, um, like to the people that I coach, like increase the amount of people who come to 
conferences, things like that. Um, and then also, I enjoy being able to utilize it in other areas of my life, like, um, you know, in my career at Texas A&M, in my like relationships, like with friends and family and things like that. Um, like just being able to, to measure the different satisfaction levels and what, what can happen, what can we do in order to increase that? So I, I know that was a very kind of like broad Great. overview of what no. it was, but um, I look back on my experience with IU just with a huge appreciation because it, that was truly, whenever I tell people, when people ask like, what is one of your hardest years that you've ever been through? 2022 was it for me. Um, and IU really helped me stay on track mentally because like it really helped my my mental health because I was able to to focus on the things that I could control. Mm -hmm. And those were the conditions of life that I was that I was uh, practicing on at that time. Yeah. And I if you're uncomfortable speaking about this, let me know. But I'm going to share this because you and I have shared a lot about a, a similar faith. Mm -hmm. And um, I like to tell people, and I say it on the podcast often, my dad, when I was growing up, used to say this quote, trust God and have a plan. <laughs> and influential you has become my plan in the sense of like, here's how I'm going to operate. Here's how I'm going to move and then leave it up to how it goes. <laughs> and in that year, 2022 was one of the hardest for me as well, um, because I had lost my grandmother and my dog within 24 hours of each other. And I had to do kind of what you said, control the controllables and start to decline things and get them out of my world so I could focus on some sort of normalcy. And it really helped my mental game. It helped me to, to stay positive. And I, I joined a bereavement group that helped me to kind of get over some of the, the hurt and pain that was going on and put myself into places where I could get the resources that allowed me to, to live a satisfactory life even in the midst of all of those hard things. Um, now, to that extent, I'd love to hear kind of your, um, whatever, whatever you'd like to share kind of about that topic and wherever you'd like to go is fine with me. Yeah, certainly. So I lost my co-author uh, that I, I wrote launchers with. Um, he passed in March of 2022. And he was, he was one of my biggest mentors. He was, he was uh, very influential in my life. And so it had been a while since I lost someone that close. And so, you know, the grieving process really happened, but in that was like really when we were like in the thick of it, like towards the end of IU. And so it just really helped me, you know, focus on what I, you know, what I could control, you know, like what I needed to, to do in order to kind of take my mind off of some of the, some of the pain that I was going through. Right. So that happened. Um, one of my dear friends lost um, a, a, a quite a few members of his family in a very tragic accident, and and that was um, very traumatic for because I'm very close with their family. They're they're like a second family to me, and so um, that was that was nothing like any nothing I had ever experienced before of, of having to be there with people grieving while also grieving alongside of them and, and still trying to be like a, a really good support system for them. Um, and yeah, so those were, those were the, some of the things that I was, was, um, was going through during that time. And, and it was, it all happened like one after the other, after the other. And I was like, okay, like I, I, I will, I would love a little bit of a break here, you know? Um, but it's just funny how, 
when things happen, like you can either let it spin out of control and focus and ask the question, why is this happening to me? Instead of what I, what I really tried to ask myself during that time is what can I learn from this and who can I lean on? I think a lot of times when we are going through some sort of difficult situation, we think that, oop, we have to do it all on our own. We put all of our, all of our stress rocks into a backpack and we try to, you know, truck it along ourselves. Whereas we can take one of those things and hand it off to somebody either like, you know, go to counseling to deal with that or to, you know, have like, let the people in your life help you with things that things that they can help you with. Because whenever someone someone offers to transact with you in that way to help you, and if it will actually take some things off of your plate, when you are in a dark season, whenever you're going through a hard time, it's gonna make them feel better. And it's gonna make, it's probably gonna make your life a little bit easier too. Mm. So it's, and what, because if you always say yes to something, if you're always a yes man of doing a favor or doing something else with resentment, it, that does not allow someone else to say yes. And if you say yes, whenever you mean to say no, you are showing up in an inauthentic way. You might That's, feel required to, you might feel the pressure to, you might feel that internal pressure from that other person for you to say yes. But one thing that, that I've really incorporated into my practice, and this is what I encourage some clients to do as well, is to decline things that is not an absolute yes like if, mm. if you don't feel something inside of your gut like flip and get excited then it then there is something to pause for there but but wait and think about it before you say yes mm. it's so valuable um because and i i i i think about how often people pleasers are always the yes men and then when you when you're take, doing that self-care and you need to take care of and you need to close things off and you have to say no it can be so difficult and many people won't take the time to really assess accurately what they need mm -hmm. and they just jump into the next thing or try to keep themselves busy and i'm, I'm so glad that you had those tools uh, and are still practicing so i would love to reverse roles so i would love to switch with you now and now you are my exciting i'm, I'm really excited about this now you are the instructor if you will I am the student. Teach me something about transactional competence from your world in which this is an everyday, you're regularly using something that you've learned through the Fundamentals of Transaction program. Mm. That's a good question. I didn't know you were gonna do the little flip you do. <laughs> I love it though, I think it's great. So teaching sales, there is a very, very strategic flow of the steps of the selling process, right? And what I love so much about that is that it, it is this cyclical type of, of transaction, very similar to, not identical to, but similar to the different phases in a transaction, right? And so when I first saw that transaction wheel, I was like, man, this makes this, the light bulb really went off in my mind because it was very similar to the, the modality and the way that we teach the actual steps of the selling process. So what I would say for anybody who is listening is that the phases of the transaction cycle are valuable for you to learn, 
are also valuable for you to understand when there is a breakdown and why different individuals are having that breakdown. Ultimately, what I think is, you know, so great about the transaction cycle is that it can be communicated and checked in upon and taking, you know, like you can take the temperature at any moment and see where someone is comfortable, like comfortably in that transaction cycle. Because when you start to try and pull somebody along or push somebody along, you might get a yes, but you might not necessarily get someone's full commitment. So if you are being pushy or trying, feeling like you have the like requirement to pull somebody on into the next phase, maybe it just means that they're not ready. Or maybe it also means that maybe they should not be transacting with you if they are not committed to moving forward. And that's okay. Because there are different seasons in life where maybe this would work or maybe it wouldn't work. And like I've had I've had to fire clients before or be like say, hey, let's let's um let's take a pause, let's take a break. I need you to evaluate whether or not this is something that we can continue doing because this is what I've assigned to you. This is the, like the homework or the sole work that I've asked you to do. You haven't gotten it done. You want to continue paying me to be your coach. It's just not fair to you if you're not holding up your end of the deal. You're not you're not fulfilling your contract. <laughs> Good. And we're going to measure it. We're going to yeah. measure it. And I I love that, Cody. Thank you so much. And Cody, I'm going to take us out by by kind of summarizing what I heard from this. And I just want to say thank you for being a guest. This has been a long time coming. I'm finally <laughs> excited. Yes. And I look forward to talking with you after the show. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Thank you, Cody. And that's Cody Wright. We'll talk more about her in just a second. But here's kind of my takeaways from what I heard with what Cody was talking about. You can hear that performer personality coming out with her. It's all about the people, right? And it's really fascinating to hear some of the language that she used when you go back through. And if you listen to it again, what you'll hear is oftentimes she's, she's faulting on the part where it comes to the people. The people are the most important thing and working with them in ways that feel authentic, not just for them, but also for herself. It's really fascinating because it's, there's a need to be human when we're going through things. And I believe at Influential You, what we teach is a process that allows you to be human, but also think accurately with where you are and what's the next step or process that you need to do in order to get back to normal. So I just think that Cody is wonderful and I hope you do too. We'll talk a little bit more about her business, but if you'd like to know more about us here at Influential You, I invite you to go to InfluentialU.Global where you can explore our courses, consulting, and conferences. We offer a four-year curriculum for those who want the most advanced experience. However, if you're brand new to Influential You, maybe this was your first time listening, we recommend that you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace. Our members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop realistic strategy to achieve your aims faster. Your membership also includes chat access to faculty plus discounts to our transformative conferences where you can meet some of the members that you hear on our podcast, like Cody. Cody, you have to come to conference. Sign up today for Thrive and use promo code 30 days. That's 
30DAYS, and you'll get a free 30-day test drive of Influential Use Thrive Program. That code is 30 days. Once again, you may cancel at any time. Thank you for listening today. We stream our podcast at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, so you can easily share it with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other place that you find quality podcasts. Check out our show notes for links to connect with Cody, plus links to websites, books, or special downloads that we talked about on today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and our members all over the world. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, with contributions from John Patterson, in-studio producer, Michael Teehee, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, and everyone's favorite, Liz Smiley. A special thanks to our guest today, Cody Wright. Thank you for your words of wisdom and for being my guest. I, it's such a treat to know, just to even know you, Cody, so thank you. The link to find out her website is in the show notes. We'll also flash it right up there on the screen right now so that you can get to Cody's website. Go to inspireacademytexas.com and find out more about what she's doing. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology, LLC in Ventura, California. And this episode was recorded on September 13th, 2023. The podcast theme is by Chris Standring, entitled Fast Train to Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, I ask that you take a moment, go to iTunes or your podcast app, and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know. And we'll see you next time on the Influential You podcast.